Hello and welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I'm Justin. I'm Darren. Today we are going to discuss a game, well, this is very unprecedented for us. We're going to talk about a game that isn't, well, as we record, this isn't even properly released on Steam yet. <gasps> wow, amazing. We're, not, we're not four years screen. behind. <laughs> <laughs> not just a uh, lack of four years behind, but actually being ahead for once. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about a game called Summertime Madness. It is out June 17th on Steam. I'm not sure about other platforms, but uh, Steam has it definitely labeled as June 17th is coming out. Developer and publisher, DP Games. Uh, publisher also, ANC Studios. And we're basically able to get in early because we were on the Humble Monthly... Well, I guess it's Humble Choice now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Humble Bundle Choice. And in the trove came this new game, a puzzle game called Summertime Madness, which we both played. To death. Well, I did. Yeah. You did. I played it through once, so I'm going to rely a bit on your <laughs> your expertise for this one. It is a puzzle game. It is... Kind of a walking sim? A walking sim puzzle game. Yeah, I think that that's very fitting. It is very beautiful as far as the aesthetics and yeah it's got that kind of low poly the witness vibe right from the beginning with like the trees and the grass and all that it's it's, it's a very pretty game a lot of love has been put into the the graphics department yeah and just the the look of it the animation there's one particular thing about the grass the way that it waves yeah the wind. like ruffles through the wind that's really beautiful man. I when love you're that. looking down upon it it just looks so amazing yeah it's good man <laughs> that, that that struck me the first time i played it i've never really seen that in a game before properly or maybe not to that degree where maybe in this game it's exaggerated because it's basically you're trapped inside an oil painting so everything is more exaggerated i think but yeah it's very pretty there's really not a lot more to say as far as the game or gameplay. So I think what we're going to do is we want to get out on this one before it's released. At least we want to record it before it's released. So yeah. we are just going to put this out as a bonus episode so that it doesn't interfere with the schedule we have planned for the next month or so. What would you say as far as game time the first time because you played it a few times now and you were able to edit down a play to about an hour for your playthrough yeah well but that's after you knew everything yeah the games has really been designed to be kind of um speed run uh like for speed runs even i've been chatting with the developer a bit before this and he's put in little um shortcuts which you can find um, which will really drastically reduce your playtime. So the game has been kind of designed that way. But there's basically a six-hour mode, which you, when you start up the game, you're you're prompted. You only get one choice at the beginning. That's um, the normal mode. Um, then you complete that. You get the advanced mode, which is a three-hour, could complete the game in less than three hours. And then you get an expert run, which is complete the game in less than one hour. So the game can be done. I've done it in 50 minutes. That's about my, that's my contribution to the speedrun market is <laughs> 50 minutes, but you can probably get through it in a lot quicker than that if you know all the little tricks and stuff. Oh, and there's also an explorer mode where you can, there's no time limit. So once you beat it in the normal six hour mode, which is way doable, um, 
even with the hint system, which minus is 15 minutes from your clock time every time you take a hint. Um, but yeah, uh, once you once you finish that mode, there's explorer mode, and you can just take your time, and there's no there's no rush for anything. I don't yet know the price for this one because me neither. It's not announced. It's a kind of odd thing. If you pre-order a game, they'll have the price because you can pre-order. But yeah. if it's yet to come out, the price just isn't labeled. And I, I'm so, I'm so rarely to a game before it's going to come out that I just haven't really noticed that. I'm expecting this. I mean, I'm probably expecting a twenty dollar indie game out of this. I'm expecting that to be the price tag. That'll probably get cut if it's, if it's, if it's like not, 30, yeah. <laughs> something ridiculous. We, um, we can ask him. Yeah. yeah. But what we should say is, for the first time ever on Filling in the Gaps History, we've actually got an interview, an exclusive interview with the developer. I don't know if it's exclusive. Well, no, it's not exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's been... We, we haven't committed him to anything. He's yeah. certainly welcome to talk he's to anyone got a, else. He's got a gag order on him. We can't talk to anyone else except us. I know that many of you have not had the chance to play it, but um, as always, we want to give you a spoiler warning. So if you have not played it, if you're worried about us spoiling the puzzles, etc., now is the time to uh, go and come back later. Yeah. Summertime Madness. Mm. The premise. A devil-like character offers a painter the opportunity to leap into his paintings, I believe to avoid, is it a bombing? I think it's just a chance to escape. I think the the, 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 the painter is kind of, there's a war going on. It's the middle of World War II. Um, the, the, the game's set in, uh, in Prague and there's a big bombing going on. I didn't realize, I don't know if, there, if this is true or what, but there's a big bombing campaign going on in, in Prague. And the devil comes and says, hey, do you want to escape all this madness and have a little run around inside your paintings? And so the artist is like, sure. And the, 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 the devil says, well, you've got until the stroke of midnight, just like Cinderella, to um, have a look around and escape. And if you don't escape by midnight, you get trapped inside your painting forever. And he accepts the devil's deal. And then, poof, we awaken the grass. Interesting. So, have you tried to time out the game? Yeah. yeah. So, basically, what happens is, wherever you are, you'll hear, like, a snapshot of a camera, and then it takes a picture of what you're looking at at the time, and then it pans back, and it's back into his studio, and that's the canvas. That's the final canvas. So, that's okay. you trapped inside the painting forever. The six-hour time limit, I was not a big fan of it at first, but it didn't factor into my first playthrough so i don't think it matters too much though there is one part that i think could stump people long enough there's a few parts definitely two parts for me that, that really stumped me but yeah i mean even with all the levels there's about 10 10 different levels um so you could take 10 hints 10 times 15 minutes is about 150 minutes so you could take about two and a half hours of hints um so that's, even if you took a hint for every single level, you can only take one hint per level. Um, so even if you took that, it wouldn't, you'd still have, whatever, three and a half hours to play with. So plenty of time. As we go into the painting, we will see a hand with a giant clock. And this is where we are instructed how to bring up the clock, how to use the hint system. 
And also that if you want to use hint system, mm-hmm. we'll suck 15 minutes off of your playtime. Yeah. And does the boat just appear? Yeah, so as soon as you're done with that tutorial, you just kind of spin around and you see the boat coming in. You get to go on the boat. I both liked the boat and was frustrated by the boat. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> so straight off the mark. <laughs> straight off. <laughs> and that's pretty much how I felt about most of the game. I enjoyed it, but I was frustrated a fair number of times. I think one of the most frustrating things was the first hint, which I didn't need by the time I got it. Oh, yeah. The first hint is just a picture of three bells, isn't it? Right. Which I had already hit two of the bells by the time I looked at the hint because I could not figure out where the third bell was. I knew there was a door. So there are four doors that open, but you can only... I think have is it three doors or four doors that you can control? There's two doors on each side of the ship, and there's one up up on top of the right kind of second one, and that's the one that took me ages to figure out because you have to notice that that's opening while you close the other one. And actually, that wasn't the problem. The problem was I didn't notice the door to get up there ever opening because often when you're closing one door, you're opening another, Uh and I just didn't see it. Mm. until <laughs> you were at least one of, one of, mm-hmm. if not the only uh, person to have a playthrough of this online, I was able to watch that section. And I didn't even need the hint. I didn't need to follow beyond that point. I just saw you in the video opening one of the doors and behind it, because I wasn't focused on what I was doing, right. I was able to see, oh, that. That opened. <laughs> oh, I've been trying to figure out how to get that to open for ages. I've been yeah. messing around with all the other doors and bells and, oh, there it is. Yeah. And it just reminded me of what it was like to play a game like this with other people in the room mm-hmm. and how people will notice things that the player might not or the player will be noticing things that the people just casually watching might not because they're not really paying attention. The biggest thing, of course, is missing the fact that you can help each other get through something like this, which you did because you put up a video for me and everyone else. Yeah, hopefully. It's uh, been helpful for people. Uh, probably a real noob video, but uh, but yeah, no, it's when you're focused on something, it's hard sometimes to see that. Um, so yeah, so it's got this like two-way door thing and you have to raise platforms and lower things and lift boxes so you can basically cheat the system and, and get through it. Um, yeah, I really like this. You get to the top of that ship, you play a phonograph, it plays some music, you jump on the anchor, and as you jump down, as you pull the anchor to the ground, it raises this uh, lighthouse into the air. It's fantastic. It's so, again, really beautiful and good to look at. Um, That's one of those joyous surprises. I just had a big smile on my face as that building grew out of the ground. Yeah, yeah. Decades of playing games, and it's just fun when moments like that surprise me. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. The lighthouse is... So you go to the lighthouse, the lighthouse is the next stage. Yes, you play the cello. You play the cello in this one, yeah, and then you take the the elevator to... Have you done all of the orchestra bits? Now? I found all the bits. I've got I've got every single achievement now. I've only I think found four of them. Yeah, they're. I thought they were going to be really hard to find, but they're not too difficult. Well, I'll tell you, four of them are not very difficult because <laughs> I found them. Um, the ones you're missing are probably 
Uh, there's one behind a rock that you probably missed. I missed it the, fir- like the first seven times I played the game, you know? Um, uh, and yeah, the, the, they're all in plain sight, but they're just hidden a little bit better than others. Um, but yeah, the lighthouse basically is, uh, I don't know, it's, uh, it's, um, I guess an order. I mean, a lot, a lot of this game is order of operations puzzles where you have to do A and B and C to get to D and E and F. And the, the lighthouse is where this, well, I guess the, the boat is the same, essentially, isn't it? It's yeah. like open door A to get to door B. Same for the lighthouse. The lighthouse is where the gameplay definitely slows down, though. Um, well, I think part of the reason it slows down is the length of walking you have to do Yeah, to get around the maze. It's a fun puzzle. I really like this puzzle and the style of puzzle, but I didn't necessarily always like, and this is kind of throughout the game, the amount of walking to get to all of the things. I mean, at least you've, one thing that's great is at least you've got a run button and at least the run button is not just bound by a shift key, but you can press X and that will make you continuously run so you're not always holding down the shift. Oh, I missed that. That would have helped, I think. It's in the tutorial at the start. I, I just missed it. I missed right. the instructions. What I liked about this one that didn't work for me in a later one is the flags where you can click on the flag and that will show you the overview Mm -hmm. of what's going on. I think the puzzle would have, I think the puzzle would have been nearly impossible to do without that. Oh, it'd been really hard. Yeah. Because it's so big. The area is huge. And you wouldn't quite see what was moving, I think. Mm -hmm. Because the one lever does the inside and then you've got one for the middle and one for the outside. Yeah. And, you know, it's these concentric rings of bridges and trying to connect them. And even with the map and even seeing it, there were times where I kept doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I could see I was doing the same thing and making the same mistake and having to figure it out again. And there was also the harp I was trying to get to because I could see <laughs> it. The biggest thing for me here was I could see the end. So I could put the outer ring and line it up, but when I did that the first time, I cut myself off. Yeah, you can't get across if you just go straight for the end. <laughs> right, yeah. so I had to go back and reset it and realized, oh, I'm going to have to do this in stages. Mm-hmm. At the time, very frustrating. When it was done, it's fine. It's a good puzzle. Like, yeah. I do enjoy it. Did you jump off? I've, I fell off. Oh, of course, because you get blown off. I think that's a bit unnecessary. <laughs> it's just going to mess with you. <laughs> uh, push you off with a big gust of wind. Um yeah, I, that was the first thing I did, but can you jump off this? Yes, you can. So I had fun doing that a couple of times. Zero surprise on my end that yeah. you would be jumping off of something. <laughs> How many times did you jump off? A lot. Actually, I think when I was doing like my semi-quasi speed run, I think when you get to the, to the last section of that, I think it's actually quicker to jump off, fall down, get back in the elevator and back up into the, into the circle. Then, walk all the way back around to get to the center to revolve the middle stage. Like when you're right near the end of the puzzle, it's quicker just to jump off and get the elevator back up. Um, this is the first part where you get to see what I describe as, um, I don't know if it's a whale or if it's like some weird, it's like a whale submarine that flies through the air and it's solely there for the purpose just to weird you out. Like what the heck is that? But I think that's the devil coming by to check on you and just to maybe give you a little bit of a fright. I've got no idea what's going on in that. I don't think so, but 
Don't we get eaten by it? We get later? eaten by it later. So, so it's, it's here to tease you for later. Yeah, because you see it there, you see it in the next section when, before you do the Escher's castle kind of thing, and then you get eaten by it. So, um, yeah, so, so this takes us into this, this kind of after the lighthouse, this transitions us into these rooms. And in the menu, they're called of something. So this one is of faith that we get transferred into. And it's a puzzle, I guess, but it's a puzzle of patience, I suppose. Yes. Took me a few tries. Yeah. In each of these rooms, you have a giant, beautiful statue in a different pose. Mm -hmm. I believe in this one, you have to walk around it. Yeah, he follows you. The statue turns with you as you're moving around. And you have to kneel by some candles. Yeah. And the screen will go black as your eyes of the character close. Mm -hmm. And you just have to wait. Yeah, there's some prayer you can hear and stuff, and you're like, should I press something? If you do press something, your eyes open. And you have to start that part over again. You've got to do it again. Uh, But once you do that, then you get to, the the, the statue will actually turn away from you and face away from you, and then you can uh, do another puzzle, which is a simple, one of those, I don't know what you call them, like press one, one goes off, two go on. It's like the candle puzzle where you have to light all the candles. It's fairly easy. But with all of these, it's a giant staircase that you have to traverse. You have so to climb long, up. It's a long around. staircase, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long staircase. Thankfully, you can't fall off of it because... Oh, really? I yeah. didn't try. I was so worried after the other one, after right. the lighthouse yeah. puzzle, that I was always <laughs> In the middle really of the area, careful. Yeah. <laughs> I was like strafing up there, trying to like get as quickly up the stairs as possible for each part. So, um, yeah, and that's the kind of your save point, and then that's your your re-entry back into the painting. You jump into a new painting, which is well, it's essentially the hub, which is the grassland, trees, and stuff. But when we come back this time, we're on a boat, or we get on a little tiny boat, a piano boat. Yes, and you can get off the boat. Mm-hmm. I wander around the tiny little island that's there. That's where the musical instrument is. That's where one of them is. It's behind, uh, it's behind a rock. Did I find that one? I don't remember. A little mandolin or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. But what I do remember is thinking, oh, maybe I don't have everything I need for this piano. Let me walk oh, around God. and see if there's something <laughs> else. Let me walk across to the main island. No, no, no. That's not it. Okay. Mm. Let me try to play with the keys. Ding, ding, ding. Well... It's taking off, but I can't seem to get off. I kept expecting it to be a transport just to one of the other little islands. So I kept trying to step off the boat. And if you do that, you're out of luck. You got to go back to the beginning of the puzzle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because there's no tutorial for this. It's just like, it just plays the, the octave from lowest to highest just to show you that you can inter- interact with a keyboard. And then you just have to hit the right buttons. When you hit the right button, a kind of storm will brew up uh, and the, the the key will be highlighted. But if you hit the next wrong key, it goes away. So you got to just start. It's a memory game. It is. It's also a bit awkward given what we had just done, right? We had just done Of Faith, mm. where we were taught to be patient and to wait. <laughs> right, I see what you mean. So I went all the way around the little <laughs> lake Thinking, okay, Patience I just is a need virtue. to get it to start. <laughs> I need to get around, and then something will happen. Yeah. And then, I'm. Did you do that? 
Um, I don't think so, no. See, I thought you and your walking sim would <laughs> love to just get the boat to go and just mm. casually watch it go all the way around. And I, have did that the, I did that in The Witness. Yeah, I went the whole way around the island in The Witness. Which you could do here as well. Yeah. I did it and nothing really happens. So <laughs> after all that waiting, like, oh, okay, I actually do have to do something. And that's when I figured out that it was the memory game using the number keys. It's good. I mean, it's not a new puzzle, but it was good. I think I would have been less stumped if it hadn't come right after of faith. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, so a big whirlwind appears and then we get Escher's castle. How hard was it for you to get into this castle? Because it took me quite a while. It's really funny you say that because it wasn't difficult yeah. at all. I was <laughs> running around everywhere <laughs> and I just couldn't get in. I mean, the puzzle is, is there. You know what you've got to do. You've got to rotate the gears so they're spinning in a certain direction or not spinning at all. But I just like, where is the answer? Because you're not supposed to guess this. And so I was looking I, 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 the first time I got it, I got it by sheer luck because I, th- I think that I saw something in up in the in in the roof, kind of in, in like the upper sections, which is totally not the answer. The answer, the solution to the puzzle is go back into the lighthouse, use the telescope, which makes sense because when you're in the lighthouse the first time and you're using the telescope, there's no real need for the telescope. But when you go back into the lighthouse this time, now that the castle's arisen, you can look directly in and it gives you the answer. It's right there. Is that how you found it? Yeah. Oh, Jesus, man. I think part of the reason I knew is just you told me how difficult it was going to be. Uh-huh. And so I started thinking out of the box right away. Mm. And I ran all the way around the building. There's one giant gear you can move and there's a sort of painting. Of it's, a, it's the telescope. It's a picture of the telescope. Oh, is that what it is? All right. Well, then that's meant to be a hint, right? Yeah. Ah, that's good. There's also a name on the wall. This is another... Emilia. This is another set of things that you're supposed to find. I found three, I think. I I actually needed help to find the rest of them. They're, they're so... Some of them are really obscure to find. I didn't put that together. I just realized I didn't see anything where I was. I used the hint system. and the, Oh, okay. And the hint system... Gave me a very good indicator of exactly where I needed to go. Is I needed to go to the top of the lighthouse. Ah, okay. That's what I did. I should have used a hint. So unlike the bells where I was already there, this time I was like, okay, just let me see. I wanted to just see what these hints were. Mm. And especially this early in the game, I thought, well, it won't take me too long to get back here if I mess up all the time. Right, yeah. I think if I had done this later in the game, I might not have been so flippant about <laughs> using right. my system. But at this point, I said, okay, I can risk it. Mm-hmm. And it showed me, I think, the top part of the lighthouse. Okay. The doorway. So I knew where I needed to go. And once I was there, I looked in the telescope. Before that, I thought the telescope had just been a novelty or maybe just to check where the flags are kind of thing oh yeah i guess it could be i was just thinking like oh this is how you know it's a harp and you need to get to the Ah, okay yeah yeah once i saw that well this is easy Mm. darren's gonna be really annoyed because (laughs) he said this took him a while it took me a long time yeah i spent a long time trying to get through this door just brute forced it in the end it's the only puzzle that i did faster than you i'm sure i mean i basically i looked at there's some gears in a wall when you're on the ground that you can see 
And I was like, okay, it's that. That's it. It's because it was, it was five gears. And so I went down, I put them in. It's like, it's not that. Okay. Maybe you're supposed to look at it from the other side. So I'll reverse it. And then I, got, I was clutching it. So I was like, maybe it's upside down. So I flipped it <laughs> and that worked. So I was like, okay, I'm in. And yeah, it's completely not the answer at all. Okay. So yeah, then we get into the Escher's kind of castle, which is this, this one also took me a very long time to get through. I was stuck here for a long time. And not you. You you breezed this one as well, didn't you? Well, I wouldn't exactly say I breezed it. It is very disorienting to walk through this building where the doorways lead to spaces they shouldn't if they were following real-world physics. Right. Where levers will make a bridge appear or a door open that wasn't there before. So it still took me a little while, but once I realized what was going on, it was mostly just finding everything and <laughs> remembering which path to take to get to where I needed to go. Yeah. I probably walked by the exit four times <laughs> yeah. that I shouldn't have because I'd already found it once, but I kept just walking by going, no, it's not that one. It's not that one. Right. Oh, wait, it is that one. <laughs> Because after you go through every other door, you realize, oh, mm. I clearly, in my head, I'm running through and I've got the wrong space assigned. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I got stuck here. There's a musical, there's an instrument in, in here. Did you find the snare drum in this place? I think so. Yeah. And then you get to, I think, I think this is the cellar door, which is where everything goes kind of black and white and matrixy. It's like all like raining on the screen kind of thing. And, this is this is a fairly simple puzzle, but again, this is a this is a funny one where the, I was standing right in front of that door, you know, the door with the three symbols. I was like, "All right, what am I supposed to do here?" Because I was really, I didn't want to screw it up. Because I was like, "I don't want to get lost again." Like, I just want to know what I'm supposed to be doing. So I take out my watch, press the hint button, and it's a picture of the door that I'm already looking at. Like, oh, okay, so <laughs> that yeah, okay, so I'm looking right at the hint. I mean, I I get I. I knew that was what I had to do. I was hoping for something more. but So you just basically got to go around and find the three symbols on the door. I don't think the order matters. It doesn't. Okay. I was a bit worried that it would. Like, oh, what if I have to do these like a <laughs> piano in a specific right, order? Right. But no, it's not like that. Just find the symbols. I found two super yeah, easy. Yeah, super fast. Yeah. And then the third one took me ages. At least it felt like ages to find. Yeah. That was the same. It, I found the first two because it's basically down the stairs, hit one, down another set of stairs, there's the second one. And then the last one, I was like, just circling and circling and circling. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's fair enough. You get that, the door is open, then you're into uh, another door. This one is the of love. And this is the statue of the two people embraced. And then, but when you go in, it all kind of deteriorates into a man or a woman, I don't know, on their own. And you have to it's basically one of those balancing puzzles where you just got to balance the hearts. And once you get the hearts level with the, like you just basically got to put flowers into a dish, balance the flowers. Once the flowers are balanced with the hearts, then the heart will start beating. Once you get both hearts beating, the statue gets rebuilt. Easy peasy. Um, and then I think this is the first place where there's a piece of artwork behind the statue. And so you'll go around, there's an easel, and there's a painting of basically that statue. There's four of those to find. Those were pretty hard to find all of them as well. Um, but yeah, it's another set of stairs. 
up you go. And then, uh, oh, and then this is where we get spat back out into the real world and we get eaten by the Nemo monster thing. Which leads us to, I think, one of the most beautiful parts of the game, absolutely stunning to look at for me, is the train station level. But I was this close to rage quitting the entire game at this point. I was so frustrated and it was hard. But when I got through it, I was like, now I can speed run this in like five minutes. But at the time, I I think I texted you saying, I think I might be done with this game because I just can't solve it. I'm not sure I would have made it through if it hadn't been for your playthrough where I could go through and there's just one section I couldn't get to. I was able to get the first gate, right? no problem, the first time. And then it was late at night. I realized this is going to take ages. I quit. And when you restart and jump back into that chapter, you don't have the first gate open anymore. So you have to start over. Yes. Maybe this is good because... You can reset everything. Yeah, because if you got too deep in and you had the switches out of sync, you'd be totally messed. You'd be you'd be wrecked. This is for me though the most frustrating section, and I'm not sure that I would be able to do it easily. I think I would be able to do it a bit better than mm. I did before, but this is a time where it's just much like the boat, except on a more extreme level. You have to walk much, much further to get to everywhere. Everything that you hit as far as levers will open one but close another. And then there's a day and night thing as well where you can flip the day and night and then you've got a new set of levers to pull and they they open and close things. And as far as I can tell, they will open and close things in the daytime for some of them, but some of them will also close or open in the nighttime sections. It's so complicated. And that's part of the thing. I think... Having the two variables was, for me, too much. It was a lot. I love the look of the level, especially the nighttime. Yeah. It looks a bit like Tron. Tron. Yeah. Just beautiful. And with the statue, especially as you're walking into the level and you see the giant statue in the background, that's just so beautiful as you're walking in. And this is the type of thing, when I see it, I go, I understand why Darren likes walking sims. I just don't. Because <laughs> I'll look at it, go, oh, that's pretty, and then move Next. on. Like I'll, I'll hold it and think about it later. But I want to get to the levers. I want to get to the puzzle. Yeah. I want to do that stuff. No, I stand there spamming screenshots, and yeah, you're looking at it. But yeah, this was this level was actually one of the first things that the developer designed, and it's from a video kind of that he made called the Sun Goddess, uh, which we'll hopefully have a video of here, um, and. Uh, you can see, you watched it last night and you can see the similarities and stuff. It's like, so this was four years ago, so four years in the making. And so, yeah, so probably like he said, you know, he's like, oh, this is a really good, great idea. I'll put this in a video game someday. And here it is. Yeah. But a lot more sinister, I think, than the video was. You know, this is, I thought this was more like a, a demon than an angel, like a, than a sun goddess. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot, there's a lot going on in this. And there's fireflies to collect. And I did not do that. There are things that change. So you've got gates that are down at night yep. that aren't during the day, which would make sense if this is any sort of public area. Train stations get locked up at night Nighttime, when they're not yeah. open. And that I can kind of say, well, that makes sense, given the situation. But the bridge that is fixed 
at night, but not during the day. <laughs> that, oh, yeah, it's broken. That, yeah, that yeah. doesn't work through, through that logic. It doesn't yeah, work. Yeah. So he's clearly working from a different logic here. It's frustrating, but I think this is, again, one of those things, once you've figured it out, and I watched, like I said, I watched through part of your playthrough to get that section. Mm-hmm. How how much easier is it for me to watch a section of your playthrough than to have you describe to me where to go? Yeah, you go over here where that train is and pull that pull that lever, yeah. and then I uh, go to this other part where that other train is and pull that lever in the daytime. Yeah, it would be a nightmare. As I was... Watching, I was thinking, this is just so much easier. This yeah. would be such a nightmare for you to be sending me messages through Steam. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And that was it. This was the part where I was like, this is the reason that I made a playthrough for this was because I was so, like, I just wanted to get through this. And I went onto YouTube. I was like, okay, summertime madness walkthrough. No hits returned. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> That's such a disheartening feeling when you're <laughs> like, oh, no, I'm really on my own. This is like old school days before the internet and you had to actually physically, you know, get yourself through a game or wait for the magazine to come out that had the cheat codes. Uh, I was like, oh, I'm so screwed. And I was, nah, I just, that made me not give up. I was like, nah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And eventually I did. And I was like, yeah, I'll go back. I'll make a better speed run of this. And then, yeah, so that, that, that was the whole reason for that. But yeah, so you basically got to, you got to raise two gates so you can get this little kind of train to go on a, little ride and that takes you to another door and this door is of pain and this is the one where the sword's in the back of the head i would not have got this if you hadn't helped me with this okay so like the developer has said already um this is one of the reasons why he put hints in the game because uh playtesters were not happy they were in the same boat as you um i wouldn't have got it unless i took the watch hint and the watch hint shows you a picture of the menu. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh man, is this game bugged? It keeps on showing me the menu. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? And I was like, oh, it's one of those. Because I've seen this kind of, I've definitely seen this before where it's like almost like third wall, kind of like um, what they did in Metal Gear Solid where they take the controller out and switch them around, you know, for that boss fight, you know? Yeah. The, the character you're talking to tells you that if yeah. you fail enough times. Yeah. I mean, there's, I, love, I love stuff like this in puzzles. I do. And so this this puzzle didn't anger me. I thought it was really clever because there's that, there's that one for Metal Gear. There's one on the Nintendo DS, one of the Zelda games where you've got to copy a map. And the way you copy it is by folding, like closing your DS and then opening up again and you've got a carbon copy on the top screen of the map. It's genius. I love stuff like that. So... I was like, oh, because every time you're getting close, this deafening noise comes in. If you get too close, you pass out. So how do you get rid of the noise? Ah, you turn down the volume. Okay. I think that... Spoilers for that. (laughs) Uh, Well, we're in the spoiler section. I do think that the noise itself is is a pretty good hint because I think that there are a number of people that will figure this out without realizing what they did because they'll get so annoyed. They'll turn the volume down go get the sword and go, what did I do? Right. And they may not even realize what they did Mm. to solve the puzzle. I don't mind it. It felt a little out of place because we hadn't done anything yet. This isn't like Pony Island where you're very quickly told this is part of the game. Right. The fact that it's the only puzzle feels, again, just a little bit out of place. Mm. But I do like it. But this is one of those where it's more like, I like it because now I'm in the know. 
Right, right, and right. And I wouldn't like it if I was not yet. Yeah. Because it does kind of, I don't know, it's maybe fourth wall breaking. Because it's like, I thought I was controlling the artist, but now I'm I'm a gamer controlling the artist. It totally takes you out of that. But um, no, I thought it was a clever puzzle. I liked it. it um, it's fun. I also, at first, even when I was watching your playthrough, go, why are you showing me the menu? <laughs> why did you cut this part out of your walkthrough? Right. Um, but the good, and another good thing is when you lower the volume to zero, and then once you push the sword in, the game will automatically restore the volume back so you know you've done something right. Yes. I think it wouldn't work otherwise. Yeah, if you had to physically go back in and reset the volume back up, that would be dumb. What I will give you a hint is, is that when the statue comes up, there's that statue that comes out of his mouth and it's pointing. Mm-hmm. It's pointing to something way in the darkness. Do a 180 and walk into the void and you'll find something in that direction. So that that's a little hint. Takes a while to get there though. But yeah, so after after pain, then you're back into the world. This is like the last part of the game. This is, is the this one with- where the bridge is where you walk across the It's like a spine. spine. Yeah. So this is basically the last level. This is uh, time. And so you've got all these doors. This is another one where I I I asked for your help. I had a problem with this, this as well. I, I wasn't. Well, yeah, because <laughs> you had asked me, you said, I think this is going to be like Mind Control Delete, which we've talked about before. Yeah. And that there is a wait time. Yeah. And I didn't know what you meant at the time, but as soon as I got here and I saw the clock and i saw the hint i took the hint i went oh now i see what he means it looks like i have to wait here for two hours yeah because the clock the, the, the clock time is like eleven twenty-five or something like that and i i was at 9 30 or something like that so i thought that was the hint like wait until eleven twenty-five, and i did <laughs> i did and it's not the answer at all which is why i asked you i said <laughs> You thought you would have to wait. Do you have to wait? He said, no, definitely don't wait. No. I, said, okay, I, I thought maybe there'd be an Easter egg or something. Maybe there'd be something. But no, there, there was nothing. So basically, all you got to do is, it's fairly, it's fairly straightforward, is you just have to go through the doors that match the time on your watch. And each time you do that, you've got to do that three times. Each time you do that, it eliminates a bunch of doors. Right. I do swear that the first time I did it, the third door, either I couldn't get, or it was on the little island. There's one door that seems to have a clock. Okay. And I don't think I could get to that. But when I restarted the section, then I was able to do it, no problem. Mm. But then you get into a twisty corridor of clocks, which, from my understanding, you need to find a clock that both is going forward, what we would refer to as clockwise, but also... At a reasonable pace, because there's one where the second hand is just flying around, and that seemed to start me over again. Yeah, I I don't know the logic to this puzzle. I've just kind of hit on something, and I've been repeating it, and it seems to work. Sometimes I can get through in three doors, sometimes it takes four. Uh, But yeah, I think you're right. I think it's basically find a clock that's working almost normally. Doesn't have to be the right time. There is a really cool Easter egg in this level. But it takes a long time to find. You have to just keep walking down the corridor. Yeah. Yeah. But it takes you to like, it takes you to a developer room, but it's actually the developer's room. So it's his house, basically, he's put in there. And there's like a little bit, there's a little hidden music track that you can play. There's lots of little bits of art and stuff. And yeah, it's it's a cool 
it's a cool little room. Um, but yeah, so once you get through that, then you get to the last stage, which I don't know. I felt a bit bummed out by this because I was like, I've got all this time left. And then suddenly it's like, no, you've only got 15 minutes, bro. <laughs> oh, you just stole all my time. So you're on a strict 15 minute timer for this last one. And this level is huge. Like it's a, it's a maze without walls, basically. Um, it's just a bunch of staircases that lead up and down into nothingness. You can't really see where they're heading until you get onto them and travel down them. And then you're like, I've got to be over in that direction. So I want to try to aim over there if I can. And basically you just have to go up three sets of staircases, find yourself, touch yourself. And then, and then, uh, that sounds a bit perverted. Touch. <laughs> you got to find yourself. You click on your body, your body kind of dematerializes and then a part of the ceiling breaks and then uh, the level looks great. It's very moody, but um, probably my least favorite part of the game, to be honest. It's, again, a lot of walking and that didn't appeal as much to me. I didn't mind it, though. This didn't bother me. This didn't bother me as much as, say, the Night Day City. Right. I think just because it wasn't as long, it didn't have the variables of you do this one thing and then it blocks you from other things. Mm -hmm. You basically just have to walk around until you find it. It didn't take me too long, so I'm not too frustrated with this one. And it looked beautiful. And also, there is a bonus for it being right at the end of the game. So you do this and you're done. Yeah. I think that there is something about that. I was like, oh, well, because I know this is the end, it's not keeping me from anything else. Right. Retrospectively, I didn't know that it was the end of the game. Mm. For all I knew, there was another section that I was going to have to <laughs> yeah. go through. But when you get to the end cutscene, it's like, oh, okay, well, that was the end. That was... Yeah. But the end is kind of... It's almost a bummer as well, because you escape the painting, you're like, yeah, I beat the devil. And then, oh, you get bombed and your house gets blown up and you die. Yeah. <laughs> But your painting will live forever. Yeah, the one that survives. Yeah. So yeah, so that that's 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 summertime madness, and yeah, I really liked it, and it was it was really interesting because I played the demo on Steam, and then I took some screenshots, and someone said, "Oh, that's part of the humble trove. It's part of the, the, the this month's uh, DRM DRM free game." What? Really? Nah, it can't be the it can't be the whole game. Like, no, it is. Okay, that's that's interesting. I know I've never seen that before. Like humble getting the drop on Steam. The game was developed as part of a humble project towards uh, game development. Indie developers, correct? right? Yeah. So they they got they got some money from Humble, and I I guess that that was part of the deal was to they get exclusivity over everybody else because that's what everyone's playing that game now of exclusivity. So Humble's getting a bit of that pie. Humble pie. I don't need. I don't think we need any of that. <laughs> so, uh, so will you go back and try and uh, find the rest of the collectibles? Some of them have, like, like I said, the developer room in the tunnel is pretty cool to have a look around. Uh, finding all the Amelia stuff, I'm not going to spoil that because that's a bit funny and weird. So something does happen. Something happens. You get a different ending for that. Um, but for like all the musical instruments, it's just an achievement. And so you don't get any of these achievements popping up on your humble DRM one, but you've got all the Steam attachments for it in this one. No, but within the game itself, 
you can see what the achievements are once you've accomplished they've them. got an achievements page in the game yeah yeah so you can see what you're going for which i think handled the fact that it wasn't on steam first very well right here are the achievements you would be looking for so you could still see what they are yeah. well once you start them yeah because they're just they're question marks, question marks. Ones, I think. and some of them are only one of one so you have to know what you're doing to get it some of them are obscure man they're really tough to find and that's your kind of thing that's never my kind of thing. Yeah. It's a hard sell to get me to <laughs> want to find these 99 hidden items or anything like that in oh a game. God, the, the Batman Arkham games, like find 5,000 Riddler trophies, get out of here. I will do some of them. I'll if, find them if they're there. If the puzzle looks interesting. Yes. If it looks like it's just going to be a hassle, see you later, Riddler. I'm out. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. Yeah. I'm not often an achievement hunter and i don't think that i would do it for this one i think that what would bring me back to this one is after a while of not having played it to go oh i want to see that world again because it is a very beautiful world and i would like to be inside of it again Mm -hmm. but it's not the type of thing that i think that i'm going to play 20 times in a row i think this is going to be a once in a while game for me fair enough yep gaps filled and more gaps created